This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Big announcement yesterday from Prime Minister Justin Trudeau of the Trans Mountain Pipeline Expansion Project gets the green light. Once again, we got the reaction on both sides of it. A lot of people upset about it. A lot of people support the project, too. We're back to the barricades in this pipeline fight here. Now, we got great analysis, guests, and opportunities for you to have your say on the show today. Let's kick that off now with Jonathan Wilkinson. He is the Federal Minister of Fisheries and Oceans uh, in the Trudeau government. He's the MP for North Vancouver. I'm very pleased he could come on. Hi. Hi there. Hi, thanks a lot. A lot of people wondering about the timing of this announcement yesterday and your government's priorities here. You guys just announced a, a climate emergency and then the next day, basically, you approve a heavy oil pipeline. Isn't that a contradiction? Well, no, it's not. Um, so the government made the decision on the Trans Mountain uh, twinning project um, in the context of having been part of the negotiation of the Paris Agreement on climate change, having developed a Made in Canada plan to address climate change and to meet our terror Paris commitments. Um, part of that included the emissions associated with the extraction of oil and gas uh, that will flow through this pipeline. So there's nothing inconsistent with uh, with our commitment to meeting our international obligations under Paris and this uh, and this project. I would also say that you know folks need to understand that that this project is is in part about ensuring the safety of transportation because increasing amounts of oil are being shipped out by rail. Uh, rail is a far riskier way to transport oil than uh, than our pipelines. And it's about extracting full value for our resources. We get a significant discount because our only customer right now is the United States. This project opens up avenues to Asia. So this is about ensuring we get full full value, but doing it in a manner that is fully consistent with with our uh, government's commitment to addressing climate change in a meaningful way. Okay, but you got to do it over the objections of a, a lot of people and organizations here in B.C., including, not the least of which, the government of British Columbia, the City Council in Vancouver, the City Council in Burnaby, a whole bunch of coastal First Nations here in B.C. Can you really get this thing built when you've got so much opposition to it? Well, there are certainly folks on both sides of this, uh, people who are in support, people who are opposed and, and have been opposed for some time. Uh, and then there's the vast majority of Canadians and British Columbians who are kind of in the middle and who have legitimate questions and concerns that they want to see addressed. Um, yeah. And, uh, and uh, yesterday we were speaking to those folks in terms of saying, we have addressed the concerns around the marine environment. We have addressed the concerns with respect to climate change. And this project will generate significant economic benefits, some of which will be invested in accelerating the, the, the uh, transition to a lower carbon future. Um, right. This is a, a project that is in the national interest because the environmental impacts have been addressed and it generates significant economic wealth for the country. Okay, I'm assuming, though, that you're willing to acknowledge the obvious that approving this project, you increase the risk of a catastrophic oil spill into the ocean. Right. Well, if, if you, yeah, if you think about it just in terms of the number of ships, that would be true. But I would tell you that this, this project has really focused attention on the, the need for better spill prevention and spill response in the harbor more generally. And that's not just for oil tankers. That's for all of the large uh, ships that come in. I mean, you know very well that the largest single spill in the harbor in the last 10 years was the Marathasa. It had nothing to do with an oil tanker. Um, and what that showed is we needed to make more investments in both spill prevention and response. We've done that right. through the Oceans Protection Plan. We've done that through reopening the Coast Guard uh, base at Kitsilano. We've done that through increased HUD capacity with the Coast Guard. So I would tell you that 
shipping more generally through the harbor will be safer going forward than it has been over the last 30 years. But a spill of refined fuel is one thing. A, a spill of this heavy oil bitumen into the ocean is another. Can we clean this stuff up? Doesn't it sink when you dump it in the ocean? So the... Uh, the behavior of bitumen in water, from a scientific perspective, um, at this point, the, all the science basically says that it behaves no differently than uh, than other crude oils, and that is that you, uh, the faster you get to it, the more you are going to clean up. Um, but it doesn't behave any differently. People who try to say that bitumen is completely different from other crudes are simply not correct based on the science. But it does. But say you certainly, can't... this is one. This is one of the reasons why we've made such investments in in spill response. But the most important thing is prevention, so that you never have to deal with that. You know, people forget, we've, we've been shipping oil out of this harbor for 60 years. We've been shipping bitumen for 30 years. This is, this is not something new. What is different is that we're going to be having a, a larger number of ships, and thus we need right. to ensure that we're managing that safely. Okay, I'm speaking to Federal Oceans Minister Jonathan Wilkinson. Obviously, there's a lot of opposition to the project, but there's a lot of support for it as well, including some people who, who wonder if you guys are really committed to building this pipeline at all. I want to play this for you, Minister. This is uh, Conservative Leader Andrew Scheer. Show me the pipeline. Where is it? He announced last year that it would be operating this year, and it's not. What Canadians were hoping for today was a clear timeline for construction to start, and he failed to be able to tell Canadians on what date construction would actually start. Okay, what do you say to him? Well, I would say that I think, uh, unfortunately, Mr. Shear is living in, in uh, an environment that's about 20 years out of date. Um, at, in, in the modern world, you need to be able to show people that you are addressing legitimate environmental concerns that they have, that you are meaningfully consulting with Indigenous peoples. That is exactly what we have done. Projects need to be done in the right way if they are going to be able to be authorized to proceed. And Mr. Shear's idea that you're simply going to ram this down the throats of Indigenous communities and ram this down the throats of people who have legitimate questions about environmental concerns is simply wildly misplaced. Well, isn't that what you're doing, though, with the Indigenous bands, the First Nations that oppose this pipeline, the environmental groups that oppose it? I mean, you're ramming it down on them now. No, that's absolutely right. not correct. We've spent the last uh, several months with many, many different uh, folks in different departments working and consulting with Indigenous communities and looking to accommodate some of the concerns that they've raised. We Obviously, we had uh, Justice Yacobucci, former Supreme Court yeah. just, Justice, involved in that. We have, uh, we have, we believe, have uh, faithfully discharged our duty to consult and accommodate. Um, and, and I would tell you that people who think that Indigenous communities are monolithic on this are simply wrong. There are a number who are very much in favor and actually want to purchase an equity stake in the pipeline. There are many that are not strong on one side or the other, and then there are some who are adamantly opposed. There is a mixed view in the same way that there are in other communities across the country. Minister, what do you say to the people in your own riding there in North Vancouver? You're going to be facing them in four months, asking to be reelected. I, I think you've acknowledged in the past that there's some significant opposition to this project, even in in the riding that you represent. What do you say to that, those people in North Vancouver today? I say the same thing to them that I've been saying for the last couple of years, which is I went to Ottawa to uh, to ensure that we made decisions based on science and evidence. I got into politics in large part because of concern about climate change. I made sure in the discussions that were had earlier on with respect to this project that we were going to meaningfully address the climate issue and that the, any approval of this kind of a project would be consistent with our need to address climate. I also made the arguments very strongly that we needed to address marine response 
And we have done that. And in the context of addressing those issues in substantive ways, this is a project that is in the national interest, and I support it. Are you worried that this issue could cost you the election in North Vancouver in the fall? I have great faith in the thoughtfulness of people who live in North Vancouver. They ultimately will need to decide. But I think that most folks, uh, not the loudest voices on either side, but most folks want a reasoned analysis and discussion about these issues. And I have comfort that they will come to a, a good conclusion and, uh, and, uh, and I will be reelected. Thanks for coming on. All right, thank you. I appreciate it. That is Jonathan Wilkinson. He is the Federal Minister of Fisheries, Oceans, also responsible for the Canadian Coast Guard.